Matthew 8, one of my favorite stories. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him. What was a centurion? Military commander. In order to be a centurion, you had to be proven on the battlefield under combat conditions. This man is a warrior. Not only that, he is a Gentile, not a Jew. A centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed and dreadfully tormented. Stop right there. How many military commanders in the ancient world in Rome, which had 60 million slaves, could care less about their servant? They could care less. My servant's paralyzed. Kill him and get me another one. That was the typical attitude in those days. There's something different about this guy. Faith works through love. Don't ever forget it. Faith don't work through fear. Faith works through love. If you want to serve the Lord, you develop a love for Him through His Word and through letting His love come into you through His Word. And you won't have to worry about, I wonder if I'm doing enough for the Lord. You know what you do? You just live your life in gratitude and you'll serve Him just fine. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Centurion answered and said, Lord, that tells us something right there. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter my roof. I'm not worthy. Now, you know, most of us in those days, if we went to the man that the whole nation was talking about, the miracle worker, the preacher that moved multitudes, and he said, I will come, you're thinking, I hope the wife has the house clean. I hope she's got something that we can feed him. Won't my neighbors be impressed when I come down the street with the prophet from Nazareth? Right? I might get my name in the local newspaper. <laughs> this guy's so humble. Now he, he really lets us have an insight into his thinking. Only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Only speak a word. Do you think this guy believed in the power of the Word of God? Do you think that you and I can go to the Lord Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit as we address our prayers to the Father and say, Lord, I have this problem. I've got a financial problem. I've got a health problem. I've got whatever it is. All you have to do is speak the Word and it's gone. Now, get ready for the next part. If you pray that prayer and it's not gone, it's because he didn't speak the word. Are you willing to accept that? Because if you're not, you're not humble. And you're not living by faith. Because most people's faith is, I believe that God can do everything I want him to do. Now he's not just Santa Claus, he's a miracle worker. He's a magician. Right? Right? 
Now he lets us in on something else. I am also a man under authority. Notice that he doesn't say, I am a man in authority. What a difference to have a man who is in the hierarchy of the Roman Empire who has many, many levels of authority over him and many under him, but his focus is not on the ones under him, it's on the ones over him. This guy is, you ready to write it down? Authority-oriented. Do you think this guy saw authority within the Roman military and authority under the God of heaven and saw a correlation? Absolutely. I am a man under authority having soldiers under me and I say to this one go and he goes and to another come and he comes and why do they obey him? Not because of who he is and not because of his authority but because of the authority above him. And I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. If you and I began today to live by the faith this guy had, and he doesn't know as much as most of you know, we could say it's not how much you know, it's who you really know. Right? Do you know that most of the great heroes of the Bible knew so much less than you know? They had enough faith to work mighty, mighty works. Joseph went down to Egypt. His brothers hated him. They tried to kill him. They sold him into slavery. He comes into the house of Potiphar. He's lied about. He ends up in prison and he keeps trusting and finally ends up in the second to the prime minister position. And then when he delivers his family and they are afraid, the boys, when daddy dies and they're afraid he's going to take revenge, he said, you intended it to me for evil, but God intended it for good. He had faith like this. A faith that said, God's in control and I trust Him. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank You for Your grace. Thank You for Your love. Thank You for the simplicity of Your Word. Thank You for the power of that simplicity. Thank You for the person of Christ who is all and everything to us. It is not who we are. It is who He is. It's not what we've done. It's what He's done. It's not what we're trying to do, it's what He finished. And therefore, Father, we can live our lives in gratitude and thankfulness and appreciation for the grace that You have showered on us and do what Israel failed to do. Use the resources that we have been given, all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ to accomplish the task that You have put us on this earth to accomplish. Help us to have that perseverance that focuses on seeing the end of the Lord and on accomplishing the purpose for which we are here. We are a, a part of a period of time and a certain people, and we have a unique purpose. And that purpose is to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father, I pray that as you dismiss us now, carry us our separate ways. Uh, under the blessing of your word, and we thank you for it in the precious name of Christ our Savior, to whom be glory forever and ever. 
Amen. Amen.